0: Welcome, Welcome to, to Free, Free, Free Fall American RC podcast. podcast. Sorry.
1: You know what it is? I read this like I'm reading a script. And, and it doesn't have the part that I'm, I'm just ad-libbing. So. Okay, here we go. Let's try this again. Edit. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And we have a very special guest we'll be interviewing today, Chad Capper. Hi, guys. Yes, Mister yes, Chad Capper. Mister Chad Capper. Nobody awesome. calls me that.
0: <laughs> you're you're the man, though. You're like you're the creator of Flight Test. You're the creator of Rotor Riot.
1: Yeah. You're man, like you, you've done so much to the hobby and contributed so much, man.
0: You're the warrior of the wasteland. You're the ayatollah <laughs> of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. <laughs> All right, this is episode number 46, Chad Capra. So how's everyone's week? Good. Awesome. Start, Kevin.
0: All right, man. Uh, well, I started rebuilding the Goblin 380, and that's been going pretty good. I had a couple more parts I got to order for that. Mm-hmm. And I just got them today, so I haven't done oh, awesome. uh, the rest of it. But uh, you and I went down to the field flew on Sunday, mm-hmm. which was cool, man i flew fpv for the first time in about a year man there was no racing going on so i got a chance to to crank around with the electro hub it's the old school flip 1.5 mm-hmm. board nice and uh it was a it was good man i had a good time with it i flew like three or four flights i think yeah but i forgot my mobius so i didn't record anything <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, well that's cool um yeah and then i flew the oxy sport and had some fun with that man um our buddies, uh, Rob and Devin McClellan came up or down, mm-hmm. and uh, and hung out with us for a while, which was cool because I I I had a good time with him. Rob's the guy that was teaching you how to do the big autos. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and uh, he was doing a bunch of giant autos there. He was killing it.
1: Yeah, with a six hundred. But 50, his or five fifty stretched. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, his son was uh was coming out when I was flying the oxy a couple of times and he was like all right it's time to beat on this bad boy you know (laughs) he was egging me on so i was doing crazier stuff and nice and uh i almost dumped it once i hit rescue and and it pitched like 45 degrees to the left and i think my rescue is a little screwed up i gotta fix that
1: okay
0: but i flew the scale 450 Mm -hmm. uh i flew the 570 a few times and i also flew the kunai it was pretty windy yeah too at times uh and I like the kunai for the wind though; it can handle the wind pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was um, it was a I don't know what we're gonna we're gonna come up with a, a name for this um, when you fly a plane, multi rotor, and a the same day. Hat mm-hmm. trick? I don't know. I don't know what you call <laughs>
1: that. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll think of something.
0: But and then I started ripping apart my my charging case a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm redoing that because I want to put bigger fans in it. Yeah, and um, the fans I ordered they, they have. They have LEDs on them, but I don't feel them moving enough air, like, for for me. I don't know. And they're 12-volt fans? They're 12-volt fans, and uh, they're, like, 2,000 RPMs, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably around, what, I have 2,000 or 3,000. Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, and they say they're quiet, and I'm like, yeah, they're quiet because they're barely moving. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're quiet. But that was it, man. That's what I've been up to. What have you been up to?
1: Yeah, so Flu Sunday, you know, it was awesome that Robin uh Devin came down it was or up yeah, yeah i'm not sure where
0: <laughs> down they live up north
1: oh okay they so, live yeah. up by me so, um yeah that was great i mean you know originally i think uh i commented or he commented on facebook that uh you know about flying and i was like yeah you know you got to come by come you know you're more than welcome to come to the field and then like you know and then i, I think we i mentioned something about sunday and then he didn't have my number so he reached out to uh bill or desk pilot, AKA desk pilot and got my number from him. And then all of a sudden I get a text and it was like, Hey, we flying. I was like, yeah, definitely come down. (laughs) So he he actually said he came down to the field once before, I don't know for an event or just to, you know, check it out. But yeah, Yeah. he, he knew, you know, he basically knew how to get down there and uh, he met up with us. Um, That was great. It was awesome to have. And and you know, what it was, I mean, besides you flying the, the multi-rotor, and a, and the kunai it was pretty much a helione day and that was great i loved it it was windy it was yeah. really windy it was uh wind that would kind of go from left to right to like you know to your face kind of in your face type of deal but i had a yeah. great time i remade in the goblin 700 it flies it flies again oh, that's right yeah it's Orange, really orange—the <laughs> <It's, it's laughs> um,
0: big orange monster.
1: Yeah, and it flew great. It, I felt like it didn't—it um, didn't feel any different than when I flew it before the crash. You know, and basically, it, it was like a complete rekit. You know, it was. I, I bought another airframe to to build it. So, um, yeah. So that flew great. I flew the the Logo Seven Hundred several times. That was awesome. I also remade in my Oxy Three Cube. So, for our listeners that um, might remember, I had a big vibration issue, right? It would take off and just be vibrating like crazy. The skids would be shaking. The whole helicopter would be shaking. And uh, so, you know, I I thought it was the bearing blocks. I bought a set of bearing blocks. But while I was taking it apart, um, I took it apart piece by piece. Like, you know, I took the blades off and I took the tail blades off, spun it up. Still had the vibration. I took the tail off. Still had the vibration, so I was like, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm like spooling it up, shutting it down, like so it just pulls up a little, it shuts down, and I noticed that the head was wobbling. It was actually a head block for the cube head. I bent that thing from all Oy. the abuse and crashes that I've given this this poor little heli. Um, it was bent. It was bent just by like a millimeter or two, and it was enough that. When it's pulled up and got it to speed, it would just be off, so it was just kind of wobbling,
0: so dude, you didn't bend the the grips and the big giant screws that screw them in you bent the you bent well, the block itself i
1: been i mean I've been bending spindles, like spindles are like on my like repeat order, <laughs> yeah, yeah, button but, Same um, me. but the thing is is, you know when I put it back together. You know, all the many crashes I've, I've had with the Tully, you know, the head block has always been okay. You know, I replace the main shaft, the spindles, put it back together, it's flying that, you know, it's flying perfectly again. Well, that, I guess, last crash I had with it was hard enough that, or maybe it was me um, removing the uh, the spindle nuts, I guess. I don't know how to describe it, but, you know, on the cube head. yeah. yeah. They screw in, they like you basically bolt the spindle to this adapter and then adapter screws in uh, i've
0: bent the spindle like that ooh, putting really? it in and working on the other ones yeah uh, i had to have. yeah
1: well the way i do it and this is probably the reason why i bent it is i put in an old main shaft and then i use that as a, a grip to hold yeah. it and then i screw it on and you know i am pretty tough with my helis i i Crank them down. Make sure it was. I don't want to have my Oxy three explode again in the air. So you know, I, no. I go that extra step with uh, with Loctite and, and just making sure that they're torqued down. So it could have been a crash. It could have been that. Either way, replace the head block. It was like twenty bucks or twenty two, whatever it was. Replace the head block, and boom, everything flew fine. It nice. pulled up. It flew fine. I was having fun with it. I ran through like four. Four, yeah, about four battery packs, and <laughs> on the on that last battery pack, I was uh, I was flying, you know, and, and Devin standing next to me, and I'm like, you know, flip it, front flip it, and I come down and I cut the grass, and I pop back up, and you know, it was windy, so the wind would like pitch it up and down a lot, you know, like a decent amount. I wouldn't say a lot, but enough that yeah. you're like, whoa, whoa, you know, you're, you're kind of like adjusting for it. So. Yep your know, rob turns around and he's like oh i missed it i didn't see it so of course what do i do <laughs> i flip flip it again and i go down and i just hear and that was the main gear shredding all three spindles broke all three uh two dfc arms and the link off the uh standard uh fiberless link oh man um main shaft was bent what else was
0: well that- that's a given that's a given yeah i replaced that so much i have a picture on my iphone of which way it's supposed to go in yeah the big like i screenshotted it
1: (laughs) the bigger side (laughs) the one with the bigger gap at the bottom
0: exactly yeah third
1: bearing yep but uh yeah uh you know i mean as soon as i got home i I didn't work on it that night but the next night i worked on it you know i i would say probably about took me about 30 minutes for that type of repair uh replacing all the spindles and stuff but yeah um so that's ready to go yet. Oh, cool! One of the things I'm kind of you know not super happy about with the the logos um, 700, the new logo 700, it's those damn canopy magnets. You know. Oh yeah. I, you know, I had the heli, I took out on the table and I went to go take off the canopy and there's, there's two magnets on the back portion of the wraparound canopy, and I was like, oh, the magnets fell off. Not a you know, it's not a a hard fix obviously you I know mean, just epoxy back on but I just feel like the the quality on that was just not there. I mean the canopy is beautiful and it's one of the best canopies I've ever held and, and worked with but I just I don't know, I feel like and that's, I hear that it's like a common thing that these magnets fall off. You know, Rob was saying like he doesn't run the magnets but I like it. I like that like you put the canopy yeah, on, yeah. put the you know put the canopy mounts on the those little rubber grommets and goes Tick. You know, you hear a little click, but the magnets click in. And it's perfectly lined up. So yeah, so I, the next day I fixed that too. Not a big deal. Oh, cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah, because that's a
0: cool feature. I didn't know that was a common thing though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Eddie said one of his um, popped off too. You know, it was like it was stuck on the magnet, and not on the canopy anymore. Uh, and yeah. when you and it's funny because when you look at it, you know, you look at the glue, and to me, the glue looks like hot glue. It looks beefy, though. Like, it looks like a lot of it. It looks like a lot of it, but it looks like hot glue. What does is, what is hot glue not like, you know, a lot oh, of it? Oh, it doesn't like the cold. It doesn't like the cold. It was pretty windy and cold, you know? So yeah, exactly. So it probably, yeah. you know, kind of lost its adhesion to the the fiberglass canopy. Um, so it fell off. I have epoxy under now. That ain't coming off. No. I'm not worried about that coming off at all. So, Cool. All right, so we'll go right into the main topic now. So, Chad, how long have you been in the hobby?
2: Oh, I've been in the hobby since, uh, I guess, 2010 officially. My initial spark was the little Air Hogs planes and helicopters back in 2009. But I I'd have to say 2010 was the year that I got real ridiculous with it. I know how that is. Yeah, which, you know, started with one plane, then another, then another, and, and I was that guy. I started with an EDF jet.
1: Oh, so yeah, I was going to ask you, what was your first aircraft?
2: I And I don't remember the, the brand, because my mm-hmm. wife ended up buying it for me, um, but it was a, it was a, what is it, EPS, a styrofoam, it was like a styrofoam jet, and it was still 70, 72 megahertz. Um, oh, wow. And it was... It was an EDF, and I, mm-hmm. I took it out and promptly just destroyed it, and <laughs> I, I felt so sick to my stomach.
1: So, so back then, was it um,
2: was it lipo or was it nickel metal hydride? No, that was lipo. Um, okay, okay, and good. It was, <laughs> it was Christmas, so actually, it would have been two thousand nine Christmas, or my maybe it was my birthday because it's in January, but I just remember it was winter between two thousand nine two thousand ten, and. 2010. Oh. and for those that know, flight test was started in October 2010. So right. from me entering the hobby to starting the show is a very short amount of time.
0: Wow. wow! Wow! So was that a was that a 4s
2: like setup? Was it a 3s? I don't think so. My it didn't have a lot of power. Um, okay. And. You know, once later on down the road, when I did learn to fly an EDF, I realized right. all the things that I was doing wrong. You know, I was right. launching too steep and uh, all of that. But um, yeah, it it was uh it was quite embarrassing. And Wayne, who actually is quite involved with flight tests um, and the After Hours podcast, he actually launched it for me. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. We know Wayne, and he was right. over for. Uh, for Christmas that's okay so I did get it for Christmas that's how I know
1: okay. oh yeah Wayne's a great <laughs> nice. guy he's uh, he's always a joy to talk to every flight fest we go to
2: absolutely
1: mm-hmm. so what got you interested in the hobby
2: um well I always wanted to fly RC um, e- even back in high school but it was just unapproachable too expensive okay. and you know and I, I didn't have any money in high school so you know out of high school I, I had I went into the military, I was in the Marine Corps, and then I, you know, came back and I was working right away and, you know, so about, and then, and then before you know it, I was married and then had a kid and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of this. So it, it was one of those things I always wanted to do, couldn't afford to. And then I got a point in my career where I was like, you know what, I, I can probably afford this now. So I, I, I dabbled in it and then quickly got to the point of not being able to afford it.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> so, right. Which right. only takes a couple of months. <laughs>
0: exactly. And,
2: yeah, and, uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know how much you want to know, but what's funny is the in the very early episodes of Flight Test in the opening, you'll see there's two primary aircraft that are kind of featured, the Taylor Craft mm-hmm. and a, uh, a Sabre, um, which is an EDF balsa build. It was an e-flight uh, Super Sabre, I think. Was it a Super Sabre? But it's in the opening. You see me pull it out of the box. Mm -hmm. Those two aircraft were purchased because Horizon Hobby was doing a contest to build a commercial for their brand. Oh. And I got the dates wrong, and I had everything ready. And some of the shots you see in the opening were things I shot to make that commercial. And I missed the deadline. And I I called them or emailed them and I said, oh I you know I, I think I can do something really great. Can I get you know an extension on the deadline? They're like, no. So I'm like, well, might as well make a show.
1: <laughs> <Right>. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so 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 I guess that kind of starts the answer of how did you come up with flight tests?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. really, it it was born more from not having enough content out there. The only thing I so. My my early inspirers were, of course, David Vindistall, um, yeah. Trappy, and Dave Superpowers. <laughs> um, okay. And those were the three that I would watch those videos. But at the time, David and Trappy weren't doing any kind of instructionals or anything. They were just FPV videos primarily. Um, and then Dave Superpowers, he was doing really cool stuff, but... It was kind of just focused on scratch build jet airframes. And I was interested in everything. And I wanted to learn more about FPV. And I you know had built my first twin star rig based on David's setup. And I thought, you know, there has to be other people that are looking for content like I am. So so I tried some things on my own with not on my own, but Dave Knopp, who actually uh-huh. still edits and shoots for flight tests. He and I tried some things and I was going to host it, but I I wasn't knowledgeable enough. I just got into the hobby. So ended up coming across Josh Bixler and he was amazing on the field. He's exactly like you see him on the show. And so I went out a mutual friend, Eric Monroe introduced us and I went out to Josh's, uh, you know, personal flying field, you know, it was in his, his parents' house and, I uh, met him and I saw him interacting with people and I said, have you ever been on camera? And he's like, no. And I said, you have any interest? He's like, yeah, I'd gladly give it a shot. So he came over and Josh Scott is my cousin, mm-hmm. uh, which was recommended by Michael Caminetti, who uh, shot and edited it at the time. Um, you know, they came over and we tried a couple episodes and that was the, the very first one was the Wildcat review. Awesome. Yeah. So it's just it was really just born more out of passion and necessity of mm-hmm. you know, thinking there's a need for this type of show. I Definitely.
0: think everything everything came together for that show. It was at the right point in time and one thing I noticed right off the bat that drew me right in was uh the quality of the show. Yes, the production. Mm-hmm the production value was just over the top and i was like this is fantastic
2: i here's something i can actually watch on (laughs) youtube watch
1: and actually see the plane (laughs) exactly
2: it's definitely overproduced because my whole background was you know doing tv commercials and marketing videos and things of that sort um and i say overproduced because it was probably you know a little more was put into how it looked and the production value than really necessary you know especially now with You know, people vlogging everything, and um, right. Right. But it was I. You know, even as a kid, I always wanted to make my own TV show. So this kind of merged my new hobby that I found, my profession, and my childhood dream of creating my own TV show. And you know, and that's that's what it was. So I just took all my all my passions and favorite stuff and crammed it together.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. And then you also you had like. great group of guys good support you know to get this going so
2: oh yeah i mean you know everybody involved was uh, quite honestly everybody involved was way more talented than me i just had i guess the the oomph to get it up and going
1: yeah that and and a a vision i would say right like a certain path that you could see it um you know
2: growing into I wish I could say yes, but the reality was the whole thing was a discovery. You know, it was mm-hmm. the initial episode was just making something I wanted to watch. And then from there, you know, we misstepped at times. If you go back, not all of our episodes were a win. You know, it's there's about every every fifth episode. There was some harsh responses. So we learned.
1: From those. <laughs> oh, OK, that's cool. So, I mean, at least that's good. You got feedback. You learn from it, you know. And grow. Oh, yeah. I mean, Group. I think
2: that's that's important, which actually drew out a kind of a new passion in, in what I do. I love community collaboration, I love mm-hmm. collaborating and building content that serves the viewers that it's for.
1: Yeah, awesome. Uh, do you have any, like, real memorable adventures during your early flight test years?
2: Oh, many. <laughs> many?
1: Um, <laughs> do, do you mind yeah. sharing
2: one or two of them? <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, I guess it depends on what perspective because what what was really super special to me might might not translate to everyone else but
1: That's okay mm-hmm. you know
2: I gotta say um, the brick plane was really <laughs> special because nice. that was kind of our first big challenge that we threw out there I don't even remember exactly how it originated but I remember Josh and I the day before we were gonna shoot in my garage building this thing and that was like Every flight test episode, that's how it happened. It was like within 24 hours of what needed to be filmed, we were building it. Wow! <laughs> so it was very rare that, like, we built something over, you know, a long amount of time. Everything mm-hmm. was pretty much last minute, and then um, I would say, I mean, I have I have dozens. You know, there's there's me and David sitting in my truck flying uh, the quadcopters. I was flying the uh, any hub hexacopter and he was flying the uh ready to fly quads uh i don't remember which model it was but it was like minus 10 degrees outside so we're doing the review sitting in my truck flying them you know to get footage and and talk about it oh Um, boy you know and then there's uh when we went up to the toledo show and we just bought some Josh and David both got to buy something. So David bought a glider and Josh bought an old gasser and we brought it back. Mm. You know, we, we got them running, we flew them and we pulled a couple of episodes out of those two items and I loved it. I love just like buying something, taking it back, documenting it. Um, I don't know how the video did. I think that episode is probably an average episode as far as views go but I just really love the feel of it and it felt very much like we're just hanging out with the guys. We bought this thing from you know, the Toledo show and then we're gonna come back and, and fly it.
0: Was that the Roadrunner or something like
2: that? That's it. Yeah, you remember.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. I I actually like that one a lot. I'll go back and watch that every now and then. It's yeah. It's just amazing to see exactly like you said, you know, you go to a swap meet and buy some thing that some guy is kind of discarding
2: in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. And just, and, and oh, you guys yeah. bring it back and get it back to life and have some fun with it. Oh, I guess it's it did. I just looked it up. It's about two hundred forty eight thousand views. That's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I yeah. Think so, <laughs> but you know what the 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 glider tow, which is the one that was mm-hmm. so David got the glider, Josh got the roadrunner. Right. The glider tow one has six hundred fifty thousand views. Wow. So, was the glider the one where he they they couldn't get it off the ground? It kept flipping over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was that one, right? Yeah, Anytime time you have crashes, it gets more views. So. Definitely. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Talking about crashes, uh, what's your most memorable crash?
2: Oh, it, I, I can uh, tell you right away. It was that Hobby King uh, hotliner. Um, oh, I'm totally dr- forgetting the name of it. But it was the one we did out in the desert where <laughs> Josh is up for like 20 seconds and it hits the ground and just destroys it's our shortest review ever um, <laughs> and uh oh my gosh i can't remember the name of it but when he crashes you you literally in the distance you hear this train horn it goes ah, ah, and it's just in josh's face oh, it, was man. Such, it was such a real moment because it was mm-hmm. completely real yeah and i just i'll never ever forget that one <laughs> wow awesome Nice.
1: <laughs> uh, so, why did you decide to turn things over to
2: Lauren Company? So, Lauren International um, came along at a really good time. Um, I, we had just gone through a recession, or we're in the middle of it, um, and with my production company, it was struggling a little bit, and I was focusing more. On flight test and flight test was transitioning from being you know kind of a hobby of mine to more of a business and we had already established that you know with by selling the um, you know the foam kits and and Mm -hmm. all of that Um, but you know I have a lot of experience in marketing and and building a video production company but to build out Manufacturing and fulfillment and all of that. Josh and right. I kind of figuring it out together. And to be frank, it was mostly Josh. So the opportunity to sell it to Lauren, what it did was allowed me to still be close, yet turn over control and and all the operations and all the function of it to Josh, mm-hmm. um, because uh, there was really no other way, you know, to do that. And because I have an investment in it, so that was it allowed me to recoup my investment, still be involved at a kind of a consulting level as needed, and for Josh to take over and to keep pursuing what he loved doing, and then it also allowed me to do some other things that, you know, eventually turned into Rotor Riot. Um, So, so yeah, so it was just uh, it was a it was a good time to help the company grow to the next level. Um, Right and allow me to, you know, work in the area that I do well, and that's the startup phase.
1: Sure. Yeah, we get a lot of that, and, you know, the type of um, companies I work for. It's a lot of engineers that work only for the first like 5 years of a company startup and then they move on to another to just kind of that's their specialty you know that's what yeah, they do
2: Yeah in companies they go through those different phases and that initial startup phase is mm-hmm. is a lot different than once it's up and running and moving you know so right. the company is growing a lot quicker once I was able to get out of the way quite frankly <laughs> Uh so would you do anything
1: different and starting flight tests now when, you know, I'm reflecting back.
2: No, <laughs>
1: not, no, no. Yeah. I mean, we. Nice. answer. Awesome.
2: Well, and I don't, I don't say that to mean that we got it perfect, but every problem we had, it was, it was such a fulfilling experience. You know what right. I'm saying? So even the bad days were good days. So yeah. I can't imagine, I mean, I wanted to make, be a film director all my life. I never would have thought that I would have had a passion in directing and creating a, a YouTube show. And I just right. remember one day just, like, stopping and thinking, wow, this is amazing. Like, I can't think of a more fulfilling thing to do with my time and be able to start earning an income through it. Like, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. That's amazing, yeah, for sure. So do, do you still fly today? I do. Not as much, though. Um, well, <laughs> It's a a couple of reasons. Um, One is I really, really liked that in 2010, when I was flying FPV, nobody knew what that was. It Mm -hmm. was so new and original. I felt like a pioneer, you know? Right. And I think that's the part I probably loved the most, was that pioneering phase of, you know, helping... Be part of that initial group that are building and figuring things out, and now it's like, you know, everybody on Earth has seen not a FPV video, but many FPV videos, and right. it, I just feel like there's my initial interest in getting in. It was getting, you know, cameras in the sky and and making beautiful pictures, and you know, even the very first episode had you know, me chasing Josh FPV to get this, the aerial shots of the the wildcat. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's commonplace. So I, I, I think that it's lost a bit of its luster for me. And, um, so when I get time, I go out and I have a 3d foamy from, um, twisted hobbies that I fly. Yeah. It's like four years old, um, five years maybe. And, uh, they sent it to me a long time ago and I love it. Um,
0: and they make great stuff.
2: Ironically, I don't think we ever did an episode on it, and I no. don't even know why. Um, I don't remember you guys ever doing
0: anything that Twisted Hobbies had.
2: No, we, we there might be something on the Gremlin channel, because um, I did shoot some footage, and I think we had intended, and then, you know, it's just your plate yeah. gets full, you move forward, and not everything right. Right, right. gets done. And then, of of course, I love flying mini quads, The th- and now originally when racing kind of became a thing i thought oh cool i'm gonna race mini quads i can't hold a candle to these guys like they are so freaking good like it's i'm embarrassed to go out and fly <laughs> next to them so uh, when i fly a mini quad i you know i fly it like i always wanted to fly my wing because i i loved flying fpv wings mm-hmm. the problem was fpv wings bobble a lot they rock and bobble yeah and especially with the air that we get here in the summer in Ohio. So a mini quad doesn't bobble at all. You can fly proximity. You can fly slow. You can fly fast. You can fly accurate. So I fly my mini quad like I used to fly my wing, only the way that I wanted it to fly. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Right on. So, yeah. So I, I that's me. I'm just a very casual flyer. I'm not, you know, really good at anything in particular. I just enjoy it. I probably enjoy the building and fixing more than the actual flying. Awesome. So, nice. And then uh, of course I got a, a, a you know a tiny whoop and an inductrix, which I just love flying in my house. Yeah, I need to. I That's still cool. need to get one of those. Oh, you yes, you same will not here. regret it. They are so freaking fun.
1: Because I used to love flying my Nano QX FPV around. You know, it's just it's but it was just even so underpowered.
2: Yeah, they 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 keep getting better and better, and I'm just. I I do I just I'll put in a battery and just fly it around the house and go spy on my wife (laughs) Nice. so if there's one thing
1: you would uh tell a new pilot to avoid Mm -hmm. or to do what would those things be well, like to you know.
2: To avoid, I would say avoid giving up uh, because it's uh-huh. just like I said, when I took my first EDF out there, I, I felt so sick to my stomach and, you know, I think the whole package was like $150, which don't get me wrong, that's a lot of money, but compared to some of the things that I've done or, you know, have spent money on, you'd think ah, it's not a huge deal, but I, I might as well have crashed a $20,000 car, you know, I, <laughs> right felt so sick to my stomach and you know and i'm not wasteful so i'm not it's still 150 bucks yeah i uh i ended up reusing parts and rebuilding things and experimenting with it and pulling the motor out trying other, Mm -hmm. you know so i definitely scavenged it and you know tried other things but i would say just avoid giving up because it is really fulfilling once you get over the hump yes um, totally and, and then the thing that I would recommend everyone is a simulator, because it saves you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Some of them, actually, they've all come down in price now. But even when they were like, you know, 150 200 bucks, that's the price of a, a model kit. So, you know, and you will destroy it. So a model, <laughs> kit. So you might as well get the simulator out of the gate. So you'll save money down the road.
1: Yeah, I destroyed my simulator too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The <laughs> real flight controller? I, I trashed that thing. I, I think it <laughs> dropped off the table and it's like, oh, there goes that. <laughs> nice. So how did you come up with the idea of rotor ride? Right? I mean, I know you had the passion for multi rotors, you, you know, you saying that, you know, you're basically a pioneer in the FPV um, flying. So how did that kind of went from flight tests and, you know, once that kind of started, that chapter started ending, you know, how did you come up with this new idea and this new chapter?
2: Well, I... I, there there was a, a, a phase in between Flight Test and Rotor riot and it was called Rotor dr one It was my feature film. Yes. Um, yeah, I
0: was going to mention that. That was yeah, so awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What that was was 10 episodes online that the community actually helped develop. So we we developed a basic outline, and then we worked with the community online to develop the story as it went. And it was really a very unconventional concept of of filmmaking, and I'm still stoked about it. I still absolutely love it. It was it was probably uh, is the hardest thing I I probably have ever done, and and also extremely fulfilling. But it's 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 very unconventional. So when the movie itself was done, it it mm-hmm. it, it wasn't. We didn't get a good distribution deal, and it, it 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 was a very, you know, new media kind of thing. And then we sent it out through trad- traditional traditional uh, distribution path, and it's just uh, not doing as well as you know as I think it could have. Um, but the amount of community interaction and all of that was was wonderful. And I have this belief that you know through working on flight tests. The community knows what's coming because they know what they want, and if you really listen to what they want, you know what's coming. and when I was working on that, and keep in mind this was the only thing out at this time that had anything to do with drone racing was the Argony video. that was it. There were no other videos online that at least that any of us knew of or anything. And people kept saying, put drone racing in the movie, like underground drone racing where they're betting and it's a future thing and, mm-hmm. you know, and they do all this. So we did that and we did our best version of we what we thought drone racing would be. Um, and then about six months later, drone racing was a thing. And it's not because of that. I, mean, I, I don't want to build it up like that. I'm saying that it, it became a thing because the audience was moving that direction and people are already talking and feeling and, and moving in that direction. So when I I realized that, I thought, oh, wow, this is, it really is going to be a thing. And I could tell it's a, it, was a, it was a different flavor than the rest of the hobby. You know, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, like, you know, I, I guess uh, skiing and snowboarding. You know, they're very similar. You you know, you go down a snow-covered mountain, but different cultures, different circles. um, And some people do both. Some people, you know, snowboard and skate. So um, I saw this as very similar, and I thought, you know, there's going to be a need for, you know, a a flight test-type show for this crowd. And so I started searching. I started looking for who was going to be you know, the center of this, who, who are the people that is the, you know, the Josh Bixler of this, this community, this culture. And it was almost a year ago. Exactly. I was in Hawaii helping out with the, um, scouting trip for, um, drone worlds. And that's when I got to meet, um, steel, Tommy, Chad, and Carlos. Mm -hmm. And, there were other guys on the trip and, you know, other people that I got to meet that were wonderful, like um, Juz, um, 70. Who else was out there? I know. Um, oh, boy. I'm trying to remember the other quad pilots. Um, or was that it? Maybe that was it. Well, I, I apologize if I forgot someone. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we started talking about, well, what if. You know what if we did something like this? So we probably had about a month of discussion after that, and then I decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate my time exclusively to this. And I think this is this is gonna be the thing that will help preserve that culture because obviously this culture emerged from the hobby culture of RC mm-hmm. flight, and even though it's kind of unique on its own. It still emerged from something that was very close to me, and I wanted to make sure that as this grew and money and people and corporations came into the space that we were able to preserve that culture of these these really great guys that I was friends with and you know that's really it, and that's what it, it came from. Rhoda Riot was put in place to serve that culture and preserve that culture
0: and I think you got the public's perception of drones and you know multi-rotors into the correct you know lane so to speak yeah in in a way you know there there was that they could look to to that type of show and say well they're not sitting out my window spying on me yeah it's not about spying it's
1: about guys having fun
2: right and the best way to do that was to just be transparent and show what it is and then just by seeing what it is you realize that it's not those things
0: Exactly. You know, yep. like we,
2: we put zero effort in trying to disprove any of that because right. it was irrelevant. It's like, no, let's right. show you what we do with these things, you know, and who who wants to. I, I joked earlier about spying on my wife because that's the thing. We just address it, you know, front on. It's 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 ridiculous. Like who's really spying with a drone? I mean, I would bet there's a much, much higher percentage of people spying with binoculars than drones.
1: Binoculars, oh telescopes, yeah, for
2: sure. <laughs> so, I, you know, and, and nobody, when you're buying a pair of binoculars, nobody's looking at you like, hey, what are you going to do with those?
1: You know. <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Big
1: air cold bird watching.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. I bet you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, who came up with the Rotor Riot logo?
2: Um, that, was, that was definitely um, uh, a collaboration as well. There was a friend of Steele's. His name's Brandon Lively. Uh, yeah. He helped out a lot, um, but it it was also just a lot of back and forth between him, myself, and just other people, and you know the the pilots. And um, but what I was looking for was something that could be a stencil. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at it, and you if you were to cut out all those pieces, it still holds together as a stencil. Right. Um, I also wanted elements of flight without being obvious. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we have the up arrow that's you know, makes up the nose. Um, We have the skull, which kind of represents a bit of a, you know, rebellious attitude. Um, You have the goggles, which, you know, mean FPV. And then the tri-blade was to make it a little more personal to this group because, um, you know, Steel and Chad started flying the the tribladed props before anybody else really did because they were less efficient. So what people were doing at that time they were just looking at efficiency. They're like three bladed props are less efficient. But what they uh-huh. weren't taking into account is you actually get better bite on your cornering. Um so you're giving up uh-huh. efficiency but you're getting more uh agility. And uh-huh. you know, Steel and and Chad they 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 could feel that. So um that's that's why they started flying those. And then now it's the standard. Now everybody flies three-bladed props. Yep. Um, so, you know, I wanted to kind of, I don't know, uh, reflect that in the logo as well just to, you know, give it a little more personality. Awesome. Yeah, I love that logo.
1: You are super
2: creative with the logos for <laughs> yes. sure. Well, it- it's really agonizing over them for months i mean even the flight <laughs> test logo i mean i sketched something out and went back and forth i mean because i look at it that becomes the rally point you know everybody looks yeah. at that logo and that becomes the thing that means something it's and yes yeah so it's funny though but naming i'm a little looser like flight test is not that original you know it's it's not that, <laughs> it's not like super cool or you know i mean I, I used the non-traditional spelling just because the traditional spelling was taken. So
1: Right, <laughs> right. And, yeah.
2: you know, about the time Rotor Riot came along, it was, you know, the, everything, multi-rotor, quad, everything was taken. So I just, I kept playing with words till I found something that I felt fit, you know, the tone of what, what we were going for.
1: Awesome. This is one of my favorite Rotor Riot episodes, and I want to talk about it. How was Chernobyl? Like, I mean, oh, can you go was, into some of that stuff? Because that was amazing. And the yeah, stuff that, was that David, episode. I think, was talking about on the Flight Test Community Cast. Or, might even, you know, the, I think it was the After Hours um, about that episode. I was just like, wow, I can't believe you guys went there.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I can't either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was, it was great. I mean, I, I wouldn't have traded it for any vacation in the world. I mean... I, I guess when I travel, I mean, the thing that I absolutely love the most is culture. I love <laughs> learning about people and their culture and history and geography. And, you know, you, you can't find a, a more, you know, much more interesting place in the world, you know, because not a lot of places that that kind of thing has happened. Right. Um, so, you know, being there, at first... You know, because they do actually guided tours and that. So I was a little disappointed that it w- didn't, wasn't quite as exclusive as we thought it was. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's still darn exclusive and it's still very unique. But it it took me until we climbed that the building, you know, 20 plus stories um, where Tommy lost his quad on top of that.
0: All that, right. Mm-hmm. The Ferris wheel.
2: When yeah. I emerged on top of that roof and I looked around and saw it with my own eyes, it—I got choked up. Like I was like, "Oh wow, this is this was really a city where people lived, and that's a lot of people." Oh, and man. it just—that really hit me at that point. And um, you know, I—I th- I have hours of walking because we spent three days in Chernobyl. Now we had to drive, like an hour and a half each way because you didn't mm-hmm. stay there overnight. But um, but we we spent a good amount of time there to where we had plenty of time where we could just walk in silence and take it in and and look around and it was very moving, you know, and very very interesting to learn about things like um, you know the pool, the, the the I guess Olympic pool that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually stayed open for quite a few years after. So, not all the facilities and not everything there was shut down immediately. Really? Um, yeah, because there were cleanup crews that went in. There were, um, e- and eventually, even salvage crews that went in and took out like the copper wiring and, and things like that, um, which, you know, you really don't hear much about. But, uh, right. mm-hmm. yeah, so there was a lot of interesting things like that that you learn about, uh, learning about radiation, which I'm really surprised at how ignorant I was to radiation until we went there. But, you know, you, you, people think of it like, oh, I'm exposed, it got on me, I need to wipe it off. And it's like, no, radiation is just like, it's like sunlight, you know, and you can have radioactive particles, you know, so imagine a, a particle that gives off sunlight, you know, it's, that's how it works. So the, the danger is if you, like, if you got a you know a radioactive particle in your stomach, like if you ingested it or something, because it's going to be there radiating. Uh, right. Now your actual exposure to it is it's a lot like sunlight. You know, if you were to be exposed to the sun, you know, for ten hours straight, it would be very very, uh, possibly even lethal. You know, mm-hmm. but nobody's scared of the sun. You know, not, not right. the same capacity, but it, it all really has to do with dosage and, and exposure levels and proximity and, mm-hmm. um, and all of that. And when you really learn about it, it's, it's not quite as scary as, as it sounds. And the tour guide that took us has been going to that area for the past 10 years in different capacities. So I looked at him, and, I mean, he was healthy, so I was like, uh, (laughs) he wants to know what he's doing, so. uh. Right.
1: Well, I mean, I guess when you were, you know, going, when you first said, okay, we're going to do this, let's go. I mean, was there fear of, like, oh, man, you know, radiation, poison, or or maybe um, just, you know, just being in this whole new country that, like, had this catastrophic event happened you know is it lawless there like you know do i have to worry about my own safety
2: yeah i mean i think um and i think probably what was scarier than the radiation was the horror stories of of ukraine you know um but you know we we announced that we wanted to go and immediately we had um people reaching out saying, hey, we can help, we can help. And one of the people that reached out was um, Alexei Kleok, and he is the president of mm-hmm.
1: the... Um, yeah, their version of AMA you, type of deal. Yeah, kind of deal. Yeah.
2: I always say it wrong. Um, but it's <laughs> the... Uh, uni- oh, what is it? Um, and I'm sorry, I, I get these these brain farts every now and then. Um, uh, that's okay. But it's the, uh, the drone association over there, the... Um, but anyhow, he's the president, and I, I wasn't sure what to make of it at first, but you know, he, he invited us to come over, and he would help get all the proper permits, and get everything lined up, and help us get through customs, and all of that. And I was a little leery at first, but I got to say, we went over, and they took care of us. I mean, they, they took us to get really great meals, they showed us around the city, they let us fly and helped us get permission to fly anywhere we wanted. They provided anything we needed and they stayed with us the whole entire time. And they introduced us to their pilots and we got to fly mm-hmm. with them.
1: Awesome! And
2: it was just absolutely wonderful. So something that on the surface just seemed very scary in a lot of different ways ended up probably being one of the, the greatest experiences of my life. Wow. And, wow. and that has really got gotten me jazzed because I'm thinking, okay, I want to do this with other countries. I want to be able to go to a country, fly unique locations, learn mm-hmm. about their history, learn about their culture and share that with everyone. You know, what is it? Uh, Anthony Bourdain is he, the mm-hmm. he only does that with cooking. Yeah. Um, you know, we can do it with quads.
1: <laughs> nice. Awesome. Sounds like an awesome idea.
0: I don't know if, you know, we're in the, like the New York tri-state area. So we get the whole melting pot uh and i'm always fascinated when i meet somebody new and they i can hear an accent and i ask them where they're from and then i usually go and google like their whole government system and how that works in their country and and it's it's interesting like you said you know it's interesting to learn about different cultures
1: okay so kevin what do you know about my country
0: um <laughs> i know what kimchi is <laughs> <laughs> uh voice <boys. laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> nice to put them on the spot. Yeah,
1: I do that. Well, that's
0: about <laughs> it. Let's see. Korean, and I know Samsung comes from Korea.
1: Samsung and I. Uh,
0: and I know your I don't want to go home. to North Korea.
1: Yeah, don't go there. Actually, <laughs> I hear North Korea. Like, I mean, you you know, you don't want to go there, but um, they do have some like you could actually take a tour of North Korea and so stuff. It's weird.
0: Did you ever Google that giant hotel that they started in North Korea that stands like it towers over the the city? You ever google that no. and see a picture of that you have to google that so i can't even remember the crazy name of it but it's it's vacant and they started to build it and it's just like it's it's just amazing how huge it is it towers over the city to people and in, in the city hate
1: it because it's just a whole you know eyesore and you can't even yeah people anyway so why they do that? right exactly right. yeah okay a little off topic there but
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh so i love learning about stuff like that
1: <laughs> so chad uh do you remember you had a you had a fan send you a uh, couple of wire cutters? <laughs>
2: yes. Ah, uh, do you remember? Yeah, that, that was, was? me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was so funny,
0: Chad, because I I binged watched the whole flight test uh, like for a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I binged watched the whole thing. And uh, there was a point in time where David was going to cut something, and he said, "Oh, I can't use these; these are Chad's cutters." Right. And I kind of I picked up on that right away, and I said, "There must be a couple of little <laughs> things going on behind the scenes here." Um, so that's when I decided I'd, I, you know, I was meeting the guys at the Neat Fair, and I said, "I'm going to go pick up, you know, just three sets of cutters and stuff," because I thought it was pretty funny. That's
2: awesome. I think I still I have a set down there. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd have to go look. Um, but my tools and the flight test tools kind of got, you know, all yeah. met, oh, yeah. separated. So, I'm sure. but yeah, sure, yeah, that I mean, that all came from Josh. <clears throat> you know, when he's working, he just grabs whatever he needs to do, what he needs to get done. And mm-hmm. the one day he was cutting, you know, like a, a control rod wire, you know, steel yeah, music
1: wire, right? Yeah,
2: music wire with my wire cutters, and I'm like, no, only copper.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they nick them. They put little dead yeah, stuff in them they and put it and it ruins well, yeah.
2: yep. <laughs> And Yeah, yeah so, so he he would always joke with me about it, and of course it became a thing.
1: Yeah, of course David picked on, <laughs> on that too, so uh, it's <laughs> awesome.
0: It's funny. Josh, every now and then, he'll say to me, like when I run into him at Flight Fest or whatever, or Neat Fair, um, not Neat Fair, uh, the Neff Nef. event, mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll say, you know, I still have those cutters, man. I still use them. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know what <laughs> episode it was, but uh recently he's like, I still have these cutters from Kevin Tester. Thank you. I
0: I think it was when they were building the Punjet. Yeah, he mentioned it. Oh, that's That funny. was the last
1: time. Yeah, that, yeah. the blue ones. Uh... All right. So, what do you, you know, how do you see the development of drone racing today and and where do you think it'll be tomorrow?
2: Oh boy, um, you might have to clarify tomorrow because I think it's going to change very rapidly every I'm three in. months for the next eighteen.
1: Okay, I'll take you five years, but <laughs> yeah, okay, let's just say in the, in the next year.
2: Well, I think so. So let's think about it. There's, I go back to, I was very much in the paintball in the late '80s, early '90s. And I remember when paintball first got on ESPN, it was in the mid to late 90s, and I was so excited for it, and I felt like, oh, that's going to do it. Once it's on ESPN, that'll that'll just change right. everything, and it'll be a thing, and my hobby will just grow to, you know, be the greatest thing. And it didn't, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, people know what paintball is, but I would not say it's a leading hobby or sport, you know? You know, then if we look at maybe something else like car racing, you know, it is obviously one of the, the biggest hobbies and sports out there. And somebody said something to me, and it made a lot of sense. Car racing is a thing because people can relate to cars. They drive in a car to work. Right. You know, paintball, people don't often shoot people or have a gun in their hands. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not as relatable, but everybody right. can relate to a car. So right. I would put drone racing in that category. I think eventually, I think within the next two years, everybody's going to have a drone of some sort, whether mm-hmm. it's a toy, a tool, a gadget, whatever. Somebody's Every family, I think, is going to have a drone in within the next two years for some reason or another. Um, and then that is obviously going to make it more approachable. And then also by that time, the technology is going to be moving and and things are going to get better. We're going to be able to have more video downlink channels with, you know, low latency than, Mm -hmm. you know, there is right now. Um, But yeah, I think it'll be a thing. And I think once we get a lot of these kinks sorted out, it's going to go big. I think, you know, it's, they're, they're going to be car sized drones that are gas powered, you know, loud, obnoxious, impressive. And when they crash, it's going to be stunning. You know? <laughs> nice. really. And yeah, I think that's where it'll go, because that's where we take everything. Yeah. <laughs> we right. right. Every in America. Yeah. Better, <laughs> yeah. faster. Yes. I mean, name one thing that we don't. OK, so if I were to equate this to paintball. So when paintball started, they were pump action little CO2 cartridges now they're electronic triggers that can sling paint as fast as you can even imagine, yeah. you know. And we we do and the 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 hoppers that hold the paintballs hold, you know, ten times as much as they used to. Yeah. The, the the compressed air tanks hold way more. They're big. Mm-hmm. Every everything we do, and I'll, I'll I i do not want to limit it to America, but let's just say men, we make it <laughs> sure. start, you know bigger, better, and faster. Yeah. So, I think yes. that's where it'll go. Awesome. Now, I mean, one thing I
1: notice about um, because it's so new still. I mean, how many leagues are there out? You know, like how many different associations for drones? Like it's it seems kind of a wild west right now. Yeah. You know, well, like eventually, you know, it's one company is kind of take over all of them, or what do you think? I
2: think you know, I I do think that um, they'll start. They're going to have to merge. Or they'll die off, or you know something. They're they're all going to grow to some point and either merge or die off. Like you know, right. um, so DRL right. right now seems to have the most money and traction. You know, they're the ones on ESPN right now. They have the you know the coolest production value, but it's a it's a closed proprietary system. Like mm-hmm. they everything is developed within their bubble. Um, that's the only. If I had any, I guess, issues or, or or qualms about DRL, I think they're doing a lot of amazing things. And I think no matter, as long as they're making it happen, they're helping validate the sport, and that's great. I lament it a bit because I feel like they kind of turn their back on the culture, which is the primary thing that I'm personally pushing and mm-hmm. trying to preserve and maintain. Um, now, they might introduce it later. I just wish they would have really brought in the culture early on. Um, but, you know, that's fine. Everybody has a plan on how they're going to do it. But they're doing a great job. Um, I think it looks fantastic. It seems like they're treating the pilots well. Um, and I think they've they've already gotten a lot of traction and funding. Um, and then you have uh, DR1, which, you know, we've only seen one race from but it went well and they did what i was very happy about was they started with the pilots and gave the pilots input so they were able to start with that seed and while you know some people compare to drl and say the production value wasn't as as high as Mm -hmm. drl I would say that they made up for it in personality, and that, and you know, bringing that piece of culture. And then you have um, DSA, uh, which is Scott Refslin and you know Drone Worlds, Drone Nationals, and Scott was one of the first. So you have Nationals of 2015, which was the r- real first big kind of um, you know celebrated race, and uh, you know it went really well, and then. In New York and now in Hawaii, you know, they're struggling through some some issues. You know, they had some uh, logistical issues and organizational issues and, you know, the pilots aren't happy right now. But, you know, you have somebody that's, that's trying to do it and I'm not sure where that's going to land right now. And then you have uh, Multi-GP, which is the complete other end of the spectrum where yeah. Thomas is all about the culture and the pilots and he's completely focused on that and building it grassroots from the ground up right uh, which i would say he's probably his model is the most respected at this point now the presentation of it it's still i think they're still working on it um but it's really interesting because you have all of these leagues and then you have xdc out out in vegas um which does the light a lot of the light track stuff and really cool you know visual kind of presentations even you know for live um but as far as i think that's that's all the the big ones right the now and then of course cool. you have if you if you get off of american soil you go into europe you have ursa and then you know you have uh, in Ukraine and Korea and you know every every place else has their own leagues um right. but i'm obviously closest to and more exposed to the ones here in america um so i guess it, it's it i don't know right now it's still you know it's it's being it's the wild west um and some key players are starting to show their guns right
1: awesome so let's kind of go back to the uh more recently, you just got back from Hawaii. I mean, really just got back from Hawaii. Um, So, you got back from Hawaii and it was the drone, the DSA, right? Drone Sports Association event. How was the event? You Want to share some of your experience with that?
2: Well, that was Drone Worlds and I didn't go to the Aloha Cup, which was just prior to that. was kind of like the last, um, what do you want to say, the last qualifier for people that wanted to come qualify last minute. So, I didn't I didn't go to that at all. We were doing some other shoots while we were there, but I got to say the first day of drone worlds, um, we showed up, you know, me and the the pilots from rotor riot and it was such a warm welcome. You know, there's so many great people that we got to meet that we knew, but got to meet for the first time in person. And that, that was amazing. Um, so I started, you know, asking around how are things going and, you know, and, and people were a little grumbly and saying, you know, it's not going the best and, you know, there's some disorganization and people were concerned about the timing system. And I, I mean, I heard every complaint from there weren't enough Portageons johns to, you know, it's not organized. And <laughs> um, now I, I struggle with that because I, I know how negativity works and I know that you know, if, it, I mean, think about, it. if you think back in high school or in, in school and somebody gets picked on and then that becomes the thing that, oh, okay, that, there's, there's something different about that person or something wrong with them and then they, right. they become the target. And I think there's an element of that and I don't want to cover up, you know, any, any legitimate downfalls, but I also don't think there's any intent on anybody trying to be evil or accomplish something, you know, horrible. I think it's just a matter of m- maybe misplaced priorities, you know, and, and a lot of the pilots in the general atmosphere right now is very negative towards DSA. And, um, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of it cause it's so fresh. Um, right. right. But I'm just sharing my perspective of it and what I've been seeing. And, um, I've, met scott a number of times you know i I feel like i've gotten to know him pretty well and he's he's trying to do something good um he's just doing it his way and i think it's not necessarily a way that other people like or respect
0: okay well don't these leagues usually take their own path and as far as like sports in general down and and in the history of sports yeah yeah so
2: so on all these leagues that I mentioned, you know, you have DSA had a, a good start and was actually getting some good sponsorship, some good organic um, non-endemic sponsors. And then you have DRL, which was getting, you know, I think, it, I think they're getting like venture funding and, and showing a great presentation. And then you have dr one, which is, you know, doing a great job of incorporating the pilots and, um, really bringing, um, you know, kind of those two worlds of of presentation, you know, big sponsorship like Mountain Dew, uh, Doritos, Air Hogs. Oh wow! Um, nice. you know, some big sponsors in, and then you have MultiGP, who you know Chris is an expert at running the events. And if you could just mash all those together, that, that would be awesome, you know. But yeah. I do think right. that'll happen. Um, it'll have to happen over time and. Mm-hmm um who who knows if it'll ever happen but you know i think everybody wants to kind of own the space and do their thing
1: sure let's talk about these prize money that's
2: kind of crazy huh oh yeah well dubai being the biggest
1: yeah yeah i just i'm just like i mean i know i i kind of have a feeling why they're doing it cuz they're trying to draw the people right but, I mean, damn. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Who knew? Who would have ever thought, like, flying a little 250-size quad would get you, you know, a million-dollar pocket, you know? like it's...
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of stories about that. And I, can, I can't I can speak to other people's experience. But, like, Dubai, for instance, you know, we were invited to go. And part of that invitation was that you get your, your travel reimbursed. And while, you know, Steel won second place, Chad won fourth mm-hmm. in freestyle – or, you know, stealing freestyle, they did pay out the prize money, but they'd never reimbursed us. And, you know, oh. they continued to promise that they would. Um, so it's kind of a, a mixed bag. You know, they they did pay out the prize money, but didn't pay the reimbursement, at least to us. And I think there are some others, but that kind oh. of stuff doesn't help things grow. It just, it just sours people and... and you know, gets people. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: animals. if you make promises, you got to come through. I mean, yeah. Cool. All right, Kevin, do you have more questions you want to ask, you, or?
0: I had one thing I wanted to bring up, and that was, I believe it was a rotor ride episode uh, of Flight Fest uh, 2016. Yeah,
2: crashing <laughs> Flight Fest
0: during the combat. Yeah, uh-huh. I have. I have a little bit of a a misnomer. Uh huh or a, a little bit of a uh, yes a technical error there bring it up but, um <laughs> <laughs> i was the guy flying the big giant mustang and um i i had watched the episode and i saw the two guys uh chasing me trying to take me out and one guy said to the other guy i took out the mustang and i was like wait a minute that wasn't right cuz i like oh, you took f- myself out yes <laughs> by draining the battery down completely and you oh, wow. and the
1: and the quad, I think was was it frank it got stuck, and you just kind of wiggled your wings and knocked him to the ground. So, yeah. No, there,
0: I know there was two quads, and I think the one guy's name was Kevin.
2: Yeah, yes, if I'm not yes mistaken. that's what it was. Kevin
1: and, and it was Chad.
0: Yeah, because it was Kevin that hit my Mustang. I think that was the guy who got stuck underneath. And yeah. I know they were going for my elevator, but so I, I need
2: to let Kevin know that he didn't get a takedown.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has to <laughs> has to let him know. No, he he knew that. Um yeah. Because it was pretty epic the way I went out. <laughs> kinda, well, yeah. Kind of did a big massive tail slide.
2: Maybe we'll put it in the notes under the video.
0: <laughs> there you go. Nah, no, it's, it's, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. All, it's cool. I'm I'm only I'm only kidding around. Yeah. No, it's great to have you on Chad, because it's it's awesome for me personally cuz uh like I've been a fan of flight test for a long time and mm-hmm. you know to talk to you slightly kind of real quick at some of the events and stuff it's it's great to like finally like talk to you tell you you know about that and uh you know and get your feedback on a couple of things it's it's really
2: been yeah. awesome it's it's always good when I don't have to you know shoot off to the very next conversation you know it's mm-hmm. um which I also love I I mean I love getting to meet everyone and and you know, and having a, just a, you know, real conversation. My favorite question is always, you know, what are you flying?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's something I want to know personally too. You know, when I, when I, when we talk to some of these different guys, you know, what do you like, you have a, you have a day where you can go to the field. What do you take with you just to go and have a good time, you know, and and enjoy yourself that, that to me is interesting.
2: Oh yeah. And I, uh, I fly a phantom still, you know, (laughs) nice and cool. And, uh, and then I have a little alien as well. It's actually my second one cuz I flew my first one away. Chad actually built me an alien and I flew it away. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I because and I and I'm almost embarrassed but it, it was um where I live the fog comes in and the clouds it's it's I don't know if it's fog or a cloud but it's really low and you know where our tower is sometimes mm-hmm. it looks like a big cloud sitting on the ground and then the tower's popping up above it. And uh it was one of those days and I, I went out and I wanted to get footage above that with my mini quad. So I, I went up and I got all this really great footage. And I was I didn't have my, my uh, on-screen display or anything to check my voltage. And I had this feeling. I'm like, you know, I think I'm nearing the end of my battery. And it went black. Oh. So, so I'm pretty sure it's in my neighbor's wooded property somewhere on his 40 acres oh you so, never recovered yeah. it oh no it was no because i was yeah i was yeah. being responsible <laughs> <laughs> but it's out there and you know i'll miss it so i had one other question
0: um your your son was in uh rotor tr1 how is he doing with his career and well what's he been up to he shoots and edits the rotor ride episodes oh nice so nice yeah so he's behind the camera,
2: yeah. in that Chernobyl episode, you know, where Steele lost his quad in the you know in the Ferris wheel, mm-hmm. I look at that episode and i'm in I know he's my son, but I'm in awe. like I look at that and i I get I'm so impressed by how it was edited together, the storylines, the feel, the you know everything about it. and i I think he's he's finding something he's very passionate about and enjoys doing.
0: it's oh, great. Awesome.
2: So uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. And I know it, it took a few weeks to get our schedules to align, but I'm glad. Oh, Chad, able...
0: believe me, nobody appreciates it more than us. Yeah. To have you on. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: Well, thank you guys. Hey, real quick before we go, I want to hear from both of you on, uh, I guess, specifically Road to Right, since that's where I'm I'm focusing my attention right now. What episodes would you guys like to see?
1: Ooh, putting us on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: I mean, it's more like the Chernobyl episode. I really enjoyed it because you know, I, I'm, I'm you know, I know what happened in Chernobyl. Obviously, everyone hears about it, but um, you know, where is it there? You know, how is it there today? Um, I didn't know, but seeing that, seeing that big you know radio antenna tower thing was awesome, and just seeing you guys have fun you know, Tommy trying to thread the needle down the thing and pull out of it. Like that's all that stuff was amazing. I think more like different countries go on site, go to Alaska, go like all different places. And, you know, I would love to see episodes like that.
2: All right. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I'd like to do. So Kevin, what about you?
0: You know what? I was, I really enjoy the landscapes and and, and that type of thing too. But uh, for me, where I'm at in a hobby, like, i don't know if you guys would touch on this but uh you know how is how is the amazon delivery drone type of thing gonna gonna affect any of us and and uh i don't know if, if there's a way you could work that in or not but
2: so you're you're kind of interested in the, the commercial side of of drones as well like the commercial application of them
0: yeah and i i don't think that kind of fits into
2: well i i don't know that it doesn't because i'm very interested in that as well and i think um i think what we should do is is find a topic like that and put our spin on it you know Mm. how can we yeah um you know like if amazon does come out with theirs okay we'll race an amazon (laughs) (laughs) There you go. but i'm sure there's there's a way we could put our spin on it you know
0: I thought I I read a couple months ago about uh, a company using drones to do inventory in their warehouse uh, and what what two guys could do in, like, three days. The drone was doing in, like, three hours flying around just scanning.
2: I didn't see that particular story, but I'm not surprised. I mean, everything from drones building birthday cakes to... I saw one the other day where it, oh, it changed the light bulb.
1: Yes, the fandom, yep. Yeah.
0: I just yeah. saw that one, yeah. yeah. It's
1: like a GIF or GIF, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But I love the landscapes.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Chad, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, that very first uh, video you had where you flew up through the clouds and, <laughs> and just I was hooked from there. I mean, it's just amazing. And I, I, I think 99% of the people out there are after something like that and not looking in the window. Oh uh, yeah, of, of your neighbor.
2: No, I mean, who wants to? Yeah, I I don't even know how that's really even a real thought. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. I mean, the, so many people are just hooked on the movement in the in the vistas. Uh, exactly. You know. Yeah.
1: All right, so let's do the news. news. All right, news, news, <laughs> news. Is there, Is there right.
2: music playing right now? No,
1: no, we just go back and forth saying news.
0: The only <laughs> time we have music playing is when Steve reads or tries to read the Facebook likes and the names trip him up. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've been playing I've been playing the theme from Benny Hill when he tries to do that and it's for me it's hysterical. Right. I don't know but... No, I, I love it, man.
1: I think it's great. That, I love it. That and the uh the the, you know what is it the, the sad song the sad violin Franklin, yeah. yeah when <laughs> someone goes into something like yeah you know i just haven't been doing this or feeling it and he puts that like sad like you know uh, what it costs uh, you know for a cup of coffee <laughs> <per> <laughs> day, you can see the children out and blah 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 like that music was oh, perfect
0: yeah chad we we recently did a, an episode with the ft community cast and um i added that with pa- i love patrick i love all those guys man they're great guys oh yeah and uh I like Bustin' Patrick's chops. He's a great guy, and and he, he was talking about how his basement's getting cluttered, and he's gonna, and I put the sad music behind it. What about I, I I got I got to <laughs> clean up, yeah. you know? It was just it was pretty funny. Yeah, great.
1: Okay, so uh, let's go into the
0: news. But in the news, I saw that uh, a headline that said drones are outlawed in Sweden, and uh, when I did some reading, it says uh, Sweden's high, highest court bans drones with cameras, and they're only letting. Uh, police, and users with special filming permits use drones with cameras. And the court basically said that drones can be used for personal monitoring, Monitoring, although it's not the purpose the camera, therefore, is regarded as a su- surveillance camera, which I thought was, wow. you know, it, it hits close to home because we know Dave. Right.
2: and um, And I actually tried to call him this morning because I wanted to get his his take on that he had reached out to me the day before but i was in the airport so i wasn't able to talk to him so unfortunately what you had mentioned is all i know about it but i was i was really hoping to talk to david and to find out what you know what the deal is dave's gonna be like can we move back to your basement <laughs> That's what I was wondering. i'm i like he's gonna want to move move over here
1: yeah maybe and he just bought a new house didn't he and he's fixing it up uh,
2: oh yeah but he has been doing other things in the hobby. Yeah, the slow motion channel. He's you been know. doing right.
1: Yeah, Good he's job, also man.
2: developing product. He has a uh, RC transmitter that's going to be dedicated yes. to quads. Um, yes. That I'm pretty excited for. So I think he's moving along on that. Nice.
0: And I'm sure there's going to be you know legal ways around this where you know if you if you're doing it indoors, you can find an indoor event. It's probably not banned. It's probably only outs- outdoors.
1: Can you just yes. like seeing a sign, you know, under surveillance <laughs> just light around? Because, like, even in here in the United States, like you can't put up a camera unless you put a sign saying that, you know, you're potentially under surveillance. So, oh, you
0: know? <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I put up cameras all the time, and I, we don't put up any of those signs. Maybe
1: on private property. Oh, Is it different? Okay. But if it's, like, yeah. anything public or, or viewable to the public, like, if that camera can view the public, I don't know. I I don't know the laws. I'm just I know that in my job, my company um we were having some issues with uh theft. And one of the things we want to do is like kind of do a bait thing where we put a laptop out and we put a camera up. But um for us to do that, we would actually have to legally put up a sign saying that you're under surveillance to do that. Which is hmm, really? Yeah. Yeah. So hmm.
0: must be a New York thing maybe.
1: Possibly. Uh New York or just like the New York City area, you know? Yeah. That whole thing. I mean, I understand the legal terms of this, you know, it it is a camera, it's a flying camera, it can be used for surveillance, but I mean, it re- you know, it although it's not the purpose, it really isn't. It's I don't know. Even with HD down, like it's still like such a wide field of view, like I don't know. I don't know why people get worried. But I guess in Sweden they worry, so.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know.
1: It, I would be uh I would be definitely interested in um, hearing what David has to say about this. Um, if you do get in touch with him and, you know, when you get in touch with him and talk to him, you know, if you don't mind sending me a, a little blurb on what he what his thoughts are. We could definitely uh, just read it out in the next episode or, yeah. or next episode and kind of, you know, touch base back on this. So that would yeah, be great. That sounds great. All right. What's next for you in the hobby? Well, uh,
0: hopefully I'll eventually get to fly my Franken plane. Mm-hmm. That I kind of got together. Yeah, I gotta post a picture of that on like Instagram or something. Yeah, my suck air. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just wait for me to say I uh, love it. Eh.
0: I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna get like. I mean, I just like hot glued some silly 3D printed parts that I had laying around on it. It looks cool, and I'm just gonna probably maybe paint them with an airbrush or something real quick. Awesome. But I'm trying to figure out how to like do the whole. Cause I, I must have thrown the canopy out you know for the fuselage it's got like like the long piece of the fuselage mm-hmm. i have to figure out but i can't close it in completely because i'm still gonna have to get in there to put all the electronics in
1: yeah i know notice from the picture you didn't have a motor or anything on there right
0: yeah there's nothing in there yet
1: ah and i think that's this saturday yeah so yep. so are you, are you not flying sunday
0: no i'm probably uh i'm not sure i usually check and see what what the family has planned
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: and then i gotta fix the uh the 380 and mm-hmm. finish working on my charging case i actually printed out another piece today and uh, i'm liking the way it's coming out i don't know i'm still throwing it up in the air with the 3d printed stuff maybe next year i'll completely go to a one piece mm-hmm. um but it's been good you know i mean that lasted all all year
1: i think for it's for me i think the 3d printed stuff it'll be fine especially like now in the winter time yeah i think it'll be fine it's just that and during i'm the summer. it up
0: in, yeah, in the summer it got hot. With yeah. with
1: it being black, the sun, and then the heat that your your power supplies are generating and kicking through those, you know, in that little cavity there. I'm I'm sure yeah. that all contributed to it warping a little. Yeah. So,
0: cool. Yeah, so I'm beefing it up a little bit. I put some cross braces in there and redesigned it so I could fit the 80 millimeter fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm doing, man. What's next for you, man? For me?
1: I don't know. I kind of fixed everything so <laughs> there's not really much for me to do really yeah i don't know um yeah i don't know it's 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 not a thing like normally I, I have like so many things to fix and repair and i fixed the oxy already and i fixed the canopy on the 700 the little 700 but, so i'm like but dude you
0: don't have any like dollar tree planes you want to build or anything like that laying around that you you want to put together like I have I could probably name like 5 or 6 of them that I'm dying to build that I just never have time to do.
1: I mean the the last plane I really wanted to build was the Sparrow and I I did build it. I do want to do that. The Sea Duck? The Sea Duck, but more important uh more um, you know what I want to do more than the Sea Duck is do the redo the vegan. But okay. I, I you know with with my new purchase which is a huge purchase. Yeah. <laughs> Buying a house, I mean, that I close in a week and a half. I might as well wait to have my hobby room, you know, to really, like, set things up and be able to, like, have a nice area to build where I can work with fiberglass and minwax and not have to worry about, like, ooh, that's sticking up my apartment or my living room, you know, so. Uh, fiberglass? You're really going to fiberglass stuff? Yeah, I'm going to fiber. I'm gonna glass the the oh, I'm, man! I'm almost I'm even thinking about taking um you know how like the arrow and all the other uh, fixed wing uh you know just the flying wing airfoils? Yeah yeah how they wrap the first over. like like the arrow for instance, right? You fold it over and it has that gap in the middle. Yeah. I, I'm really thinking of doing the same thing with a very thin airfoil, like not very you know, not having a big curvature on top, but doing a very thin one on the Vigan. And my reason is is I want to see if I could make room for some form of retracts.
0: Oh boy, I knew you were going there.
1: And then I, wanna... I said
0: like last year I was going to do retracts yeah. on the Vigan.
1: But with this with the 6S or I'm even thinking about bumping it up to something higher than 6S like running two fours on there. Oh boy. And just running, you know, running a 6S motor and just then see what happens, you know? <laughs> um but yeah, and then and also making a hatch so I can get to the EDF. Um, you know how like when you buy a, a foamy EDF, some you know, they, they have a hatch where you can open it up, you can unscrew the EDF and replace it if you need to. And I, for the vegan? Yeah. From the bottom well, of the wing. When do
0: you see yourself having to get to the the motor though?
1: Well, when I try 8S and then I blow up the motor and it seizes on me, I'm going to need to replace it, you know? Um, So, some form, uh, you know, something like that. I mean, you know, obviously, it's going to be highly uh, customized and experimental. It's going to take me a long time. I think you could could do that on the bottom. Yeah. I figure I could do it on the bottom, but, you know, placing the ESC would be the other thing because, you know, how that is. But if I leave the bullet connectors on the edf side inside there that i, I should be able to unplug it and plug it in when i need to so hmm. with a project for sure um you know long term i'm talking about at least two three months for me to do this but yeah i don't really have anything i want to build i mean maybe the full-size cargo plane
0: no oh, jeez i knew <laughs> you're gonna bring that up too i thought i could get by without you talking <laughs> about that sorry dude I, I... um yeah i know i gotta get you that damn thing um, I got to do what, uh, I think it was Nick from RCHN said, but he bought a whiteboard and I, I gotta do that downstairs. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do this. And then I'll forget about it. And I'll be like, oh crap, that's right. I wanted to do that. And yeah, uh, I want to get two whiteboards and and put one upstairs for like, uh, some other stuff and one downstairs for the RC stuff.
1: Yeah. The whiteboard's an awesome idea. Another thing I want to do for this new hobby room is I want to get a pegboard. I have parts, pegboard yeah I have parts just sitting in these little plastic bins
0: oh I right, don't know yeah.
1: what's what I don't I mean like I have to go through it and I you know
0: I have well, so maybe just get a labeler dude
1: I have so many oxy parts <laughs> I will show you
0: I will take I have one board. bin I have one bin full of oxy parts and yeah. that's it the one bin I brought to Flight fest
1: I will show you the, the bin and you'd be like okay I don't Know what anything is is every it's besides like tail booms and tail push rods like really long things but everything's just in there like it's just a mess and I want to hang them up I want to be like if I look on the wall where like you know I have labeled oxy oxy main shafts right I want to know like right off the wall I can see okay I got two packs there I have four yeah here main shafts yep. so I want to organize that better I need to start cleaning up this apartment and getting ready for. Um, you know, it's the big a, a big move. It's a big move, so we'll see. But yeah, uh, hobby related wise, you know, I don't really have much. Um, um, I do want to mention one thing, and I just posted this earlier, uh, right before we started recording this. But last night, you know, I hit up Chris uh, Diamante, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I got some time. I'm gonna jump on a sim." So he, I, I hosted a Free 4 RC podcast uh, room on Real Flight Seven Point Five. Uh, Chris Diamante came on. We had Jesse Marlowe, who uh, I'm friends with on Facebook. So, um, And then like probably about five, six other pilots jumped on.
0: Jesse Marlowe? Yeah. Is that, Jackie's, is that Jackie's brother?
1: No. It's not Jackie. No.
0: <laughs> Never mind.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyways, I took video. I'm going to do a little quick edit, and I'll post those on our facebook page but
0: so wait, wait a minute you said a couple other guys jumped on yeah
1: yeah just a couple people i didn't recognize their uh real flight names so i wasn't sure who they were
0: oh take note dude so we can give them a shout out
1: yeah okay i'll give them a shout out next next time next time when yeah. i do the video which i guess i could do that since i you know have some free time
0: i might have to scr- change my screen name to like angry old bastard
1: <laughs> i changed my name Leave like ffrc podcast because I just okay. uh, I wanted people to be able to be like, oh, this is Steve. I could talk to him. I could, you know, you know, I could chat with him. I could you know, fly with him and see how bad he flies. So
0: I <laughs> <laughs> ain't seen nothing yet. way like it. I
1: mean, but I got to give a shout out to definitely Chris and Jesse. Um, these guys are freaking amazing. Like yeah, Chris I is the man. I do not understand how they fly. Like, are we flying the same simulator? Like, why is my helicopter all over the place? And his is, like, boom, right in front of him doing all these crazy moves. And I'm looking at his sticks, and I'm like, what? What is does he do? How does he do? Stir, stir, stir. D-d-d-d- stir, stir, stir. Like, I'm like, what is going on? I can't. Jeez. Oh, it's, you got to see it. Gotta-
0: I don't want to get into it right now, dude, but I still cannot. I still haven't set up any rates or customized anything. I'm on, I don't even know where that is on the on real flight, and I, I've been flying just, that thing for like,
1: yeah, I just couple went years now, whatever. Yeah, um, maybe that's it. Um, but then there's you... times
0: where I wish I could slow the tail down a little bit mm. when I'm doing like trying pyro flips and stuff like that.
1: Just go less on the stick.
0: <laughs> I do, but I still get, I I yeah. still get, um, you know.
1: No, no, I, I hear you, and um, I get excited. Yeah. I mean, these guys were killing it, and they even flew like planes and were killing it. It was like, oh my god! I, uh, I'll I'm, join
0: them in I'm with that then.
1: Terrible in this hobby because watching these guys do like, like I can say like, if you're okay, I fly helis and I'm like, I'm really getting good at helis and, you know. But then like, you know, you go to a plane, you're like, oh, it's a little bit different. So you, but no, 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 just rolling circuits all around, doing all crazy, well, dude. So it's
0: just, you're freaking. You're killing it with the helicopters, man. You really you really have nothing to uh, be ashamed of or anything like that. No, really. no.
1: And don't get me wrong. I'm not ashamed of my progression at all. I think I'm um, I'm happy with my progression. I'm happy yeah. where I am. I'm happy how much I've uh, learned in this, like, how much I've progressed in this last year or so. It's... Yeah. I mean, I, I see it on Facebook. It's like...
0: Well, you see it. You know where you see it is on YouTube. When you see the old videos, well, this was from a well, year that's ago I mean. and...
1: That's what I mean. On Facebook, I'll get those, um, you know, memories from one year ago, and I'll right. look and it'll be like, "Oh, look! I posted the video of me flying my Blade Four Hundred and Fifty X or, or you know, Three Hundred and Sixty CFX." And I'm like, "Ugh, that's all I did." <laughs> and I, I could see like my collective management was terrible. I would flip it and be all over the place. I couldn't keep that damn thing in, in you know, one spot. Like, I was like, "Whoa, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm good." I'm happy where I'm at. (laughs) So should we go into our wrap-up? We should. We should wrap it up. Wrap it up. Let's do this. All right. Let's start with Facebook. We have 340 likes. That's plus five from last week. Wow. Nice. That's awesome. That's just like my progression. Slow and steady. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so oh let's see what we have here. Plus five but I see plus three. Say what? Facebook. So let's just go over the names and um let's we can cue the music because I mean I know one of these people because they're my friends, so but the other two I will probably um butcher the name. So is the music playing?
0: No, but you're typing.
1: I, I'm typing it so I can remember for next week where we left off. Oh, okay. Okay, so, yeah. we explain now. Let's do this. We have Kyle Wallerstead. We have Jeffrey Arsenault. <laughs> and we have, this, this is one of my friends from, uh, for a while now, so, Todd Yankes. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for liking our our Facebook page. Yeah, thanks. Uh, cool.
0: Todd Yankus, huh? Yeah. That's like the dentist, Dr. I. Yankum. But it's Yankus.
1: <laughs> He's a... Uh...
0: I don't know. I'm trying to figure out something, some way of making that funny.
1: Yeah. No. I don't know. Cool. All right. Facebook comments. What we got?
0: Dude, I saw um, just one quick thing and a quick comment. I had uh, our buddy Phil Goodwin is building a three D foamy. Yes, from none other than Twisted Hobbies.
1: Wait, wait, is that Phil?
0: Yeah, that was Phil.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the other guy there, Joe. Um, Joe, Joe was doing something.
1: Yeah, what Barr. was he doing? Goblin four twenty. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. He got a Goblin four twenty from. Uh, was it Rotor Quest? Or Ro- I don't
0: know. I know he put it together and flew it, and yes, he liked that it was more floaty than the 380.
1: Yeah, um, you know it's it's a 420 millimeter heli. He's he's still. I think he's running the 1800 battery pack, which is actually
0: that's um, right. Yeah, yep.
1: So that thing must be really floaty because I think it expects it's spec'd expect out to use a 21 to 2600, I think, or. In that, yeah, range I was going to say
0: twenty six hundred. Yeah,
1: batteries. So putting an eighteen hundred, it it has you know a couple grams lighter for sure. So that's awesome. Yeah, I. I
0: didn't see anything else on Facebook um, other than the guys that have been all, always posting. Yeah,
1: I know. do want to give a couple little. Um, yeah, go little, ahead. Little, I'm always
0: forgetting, guys.
1: Oh, this is more not even face, not even our Facebook page per se, but. Um, Couple people we know um, or met at an event, and you know, kind of big life things or not life things, but yeah, I guess so. Um, one one of our friends, we met him at Flight Fest uh, this past year, Evan Lewis. He's the the kid with the the logo four sixty or the 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 middle range logo uh, five fifty maybe, and had the little slow tail wag issue. He got a new logo seven hundred. And he, you know, he's a college kid, and he built it in his dorm room. <laughs> he, oh, nice. Yeah, he posted a picture on the Mikado community page, and you just see, like, like he has, like, a sheet out or something, and then, you know, he has a logo built. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I remember him. He was the guy that would go up and do, uh, I commented that, that he would do, like, a pyro flip um, or half pyro. Yeah, uh, and then but he did it. Out. But he did it the same every time. Mm-hmm. Like he was spot on every time. He did it exactly the same. It was really, he was really consistent with his flying.
1: Yep. Uh, I also want to mention our our good friend, uh, desk pilot Bill Anthony. He did a an open box video or an unboxing video, I should say, with the Goblin 420. This is his
0: oh, first. that's right. He got one too. Mm-hmm.
1: This is his first Goblin and. Um, you know, it's it's definitely Bill. Like when you hear him talk and, and describe stuff, it's definitely Bill. Uh, so it's definitely good to, you know, I felt like I was like right there with him uh, unboxing Bill, Sally. Bill. 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 <laughs> Death pilot. Uh, so yeah, so that was cool. Our one of our other f- folks that I that we met up at uh, Rochester, Darren Doman. He just want to congratulate him and his new wife. He got married. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. So that's that's some good news. And then let's see. Does she
0: fly RC, too?
1: No, but he flies a lot, so I thank her for that. <laughs>
0: He's making up for it? Oh, okay.
1: Oh, so. Nice. Yeah, I think they're honeymooning in Aruba, from from what I can tell. Awesome. Jeez, dude, are you, like, stalking them or what? No, I'm just kind of flipping through my Facebook page right now.
0: All right, well, <laughs> dude, I got to... um. I don't know if this is a website comment, but um, our buddy there, Anthony Hearn, he actually emailed us. hmm And he said that, uh, I guess we commented about, remember remember, we said he was in, he he said that he read about us in the AMA magazine? Yes. That he wrote about back to us and said um, maybe it was the RC Pilot a magazine that he read us in.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, we were in that.
0: He also mentioned that um, there's another real flight gem that you may or not be aware of. Have you ever wondered how much each crash costs? Well, in Real Flight there's an Easter egg that will tell you if you press no. the, Yeah, if you press the 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 title key, the the one with the wavy line above the tab, uh and type the show t- me t- the, Huh? The tilde. Yeah, the tilde. Yeah. All right, so I'm having problems reading. Start the music. All right, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's the squiggly line above the tab key. Um and type "show me the money" all in one word. It will tell you how much each crash costs and the total to date. And he says he's still enjoying the show. Uh, keep it up and best wishes. So thanks, that was Anthony Hearn. Nice, thanks, thank buddy.
1: You. Oh, I gotta try that. That's awesome. I'm sure yeah. some of my crashes were, you know, wreak I'm
0: just glad. <laughs> I'm just glad. Hobby King, uh, Horizon Hobby they don't have something like that because i would probably throw myself down a flight of stairs
1: if <laughs> yeah. i was like
0: <laughs> ten thousand dollars
1: <laughs> I, I look uh, at it once in a while hobby king you can you can add them up
0: yeah i know you can do that on hobby king but uh yeah. oh god i don't I mean, want to
1: I, I, I mean the money i spend in this hobby and I, I yeah it's it's i mean come on I, just two seven hundred it's well in the thousands you know think about with all the stuff we bought. I used to Hobby King orders used to be two three hundred dollars like every other week. Yeah, that, dude, it
0: used uh, to be it used to be Sunday nights. I'd sit down and order everything to replace everything I crashed. You know, Saturday and Sunday.
1: I don't even know how many. I mean, granted, they're like two three dollars each, but how many nine gram blue Turner G servals I've bought in my lifetime? Oh, I must hobby.
0: have a drawer of fifty of them downstairs that I've ripped out of planes, and I still got the rest of the planes built. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, this isn't a, a cheap hobby. It, it can be cheap for some, but you know, if you throw yourself into it, it will be expensive whether you just fly flight test planes or you fly multi rotors or, you know, these helicopters.
0: The hobby isn't cheap but the podcast is, so enjoy it. Then yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it while it's cheap.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Podbean people.
0: I saw a couple of things on Podbean. Um, the mic one podcaster, M1KE1 podcast or the m1 ke1 podcast like liked our episode 45 which was so uh yeah okay and um <laughs> jb hobbies for you podcast uh they liked uh the same episode and started following us so thanks guys sweet itunes review we have an itunes review nice yeah um it's from sny guy 92 uh, and he said, great group of guys to listen to. These guys are hilarious and very informative. Look forward to hearing more f- from you guys and maybe one day make it on the show. A.B.S. Snyder. R.C. No, oh, A-B- Andrew. A.B. Schneider R.C. Yeah. Man, you know who that I'm is? Having, I'm having trouble.
1: <laughs> Cue the music. No, um, who is it? Andrew Snyder. Remember oh, yeah. Andrew Schneider. Him? Yeah.
0: No, I still don't know who that is.
1: <laughs> who was uh, it? Let's
0: well, see. You um, don't know either.
1: <laughs> no, I do know because you know what? He messaged you and me in a group chat on Facebook, and he wrote, "Just got around to listening to episode forty-five. Thanks for the shout-out, Steve. Uh, uh, Steve. I Steve. I want to hear. I want to hear more about your video editing done. I got some that could use some work. Ha ha. Yeah, he messaged us. This is what Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday." at twelve AM so like I guess Monday late night. He messaged us. You didn't message him back.
0: No, I I didn't see that.
1: And says to Andrew and Kevin, I see your face and I see him. His profile picture looks like he's uh flying a airplane or something. He's looking up in the sky with a transfer in his hand.
0: When did he was it to the free fall one? No, to your personal to oh, Kevin. Man, what the hell? I didn't even see that. Yeah. What the hell Facebook?
1: Yeah, so um I, I spoke you know i briefly spoke to him um i think he he was also did he even, no he messaged me separately and we mentioned that on the last episode right remember i was talking about he had the um the the ft bronco the 3d arrows ugly stick great planes you can do it or you can do 3d and
0: oh the yeah okay cult,
1: remember yeah nice
0: okay cool thanks for leaving yeah. us a five star review
1: awesome thanks for the review you know if you want to Come on the show, you know. Talk to me, you know. We're open to that.
0: Yeah, just take Steve out for lunch and, and come <laughs> on the show. Wine him and
1: dine him. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, just let us know. You know, you know. We'll talk on Facebook. All right. So, Chad, I just wanna, I wanna first thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, you're just coming back from a trip and, you know, you must be tired. And I know you mentioned that you were hungry at the beginning of the episode and stuff uh, <laughs> before we started recording. So
2: I just want to say
1: thank you. You <laughs> <laughs> no. no.
2: But I, I, I snuck in my meal during the opening, so I was able to uh, eat a little bit of chili and awesome. it took nice. off the edge.
0: <laughs> Great.
2: Um, all right. Yeah. So- thanks
0: so much for coming on, Chad.
2: Yeah. and It was, it-
0: it was a pleasure.
2: For people to get a hold of me, um, yeah, Facebook is always good. So, um, or any website I'm associated with, whether it be Flight Test or Rotor Riot, you can usually get to me, you know, through the contact form or whatever it might be. Um, but a lot of people just ping me on Facebook. Nice, great. All right. Well, thank you guys. You guys were awesome to talk with, and um, thanks for taking the time to to chat with me and pull some of those old stories out. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. We're the we're the ones. We're Honored huge fans for yeah. sure.
2: Uh-huh. Well, thank you guys. If uh if you need anything else, just let me know. All right. All right, Chad. All right. All right. Thanks again. Yep, I'll talk to you uh, later.
0: I'll shake your hand in July again. Yes. I will. <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll yeah. see you then. Thanks. Okay. Uh, take take care.
1: care. I guess uh let's do the outro then, huh? All right. Drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Don't forget to check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. You know, if, if we're missing some stuff up there, say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> we're missing some stuff up there. <laughs> i don't know what this means i don't know i don't know but he's always saying he's updating and then like he was like i gotta add this episode on there or something so i don't know anyways i don't know what the hell you're talking about (laughs) no the last time he was on the show he was like oh yeah i gotta i gotta update a couple of the last like i didn't add a couple of the last episodes on there and so oh
0: okay do some updating i don't know yeah okay
1: so i'm just i'm just messing around man god (laughs) (laughs) all right uh hit us up on flight test Forum. Say hi to Nick. Hi, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Uh, we're located off the field, audio and video production. Other than Flight Test podcasts, three 4 rc Podcast. Sitting right next to our buddies at the FT Community Cast.
0: Hey, Joel, Pat, and Mike.
1: Nice. <laughs> I got it right that time. Got it. Got it. Nice. And, you know,
0: I was saying, hey, Pat, Mike, and Joel. And I figured, you know, Pat might not like that I may- make him first. So I got to do Joel, and Pat, and Mike. Joel, Mike, and Pat. I don't know. All right. Now that I've explained it, it's not even that PM. funny anymore. Just, just... JPM.
1: So how did a JPM thought. crew? There you go. All right. Uh, you know, I just want to give. And us and a wait show. a minute.
0: Wait a minute, dude. When are they going to give us Nick back? We haven't talked to Nick since he's been on that show.
1: I know. I feel a little abandoned.
0: <laughs> Maybe he got lost in Patrick's basement.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's helping Patrick clean his basement. So. Maybe. And he got lost. He went over Maybe to help lost. out and got lost, and now.
0: That sounds like an entire show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I just want to, you know, just give a special... I can, see,
0: I can see Patrick with a torch trying to find Nick in the basement just <laughs> the going basement. through, like, for an hour.
1: Right, you know? right. <laughs> uh, poor guy. Oh, boy. Okay. Just want to give a special thank you out. thanks again. Shout out. Thanks to Chad Capper for coming on this episode. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was awesome and very informative and... You know awesome to talk to him and get to know chad so
0: dude it was amazing like basically if i had a podcast bucket list i'd cross that off because um dude he's just like amazing guy to talk to
1: yeah yeah um yeah and chad you know thank you for your service you know you said you were in uh, the marine corps so yeah all of that cool all right if there's uh there's nothing else then uh, yeah let's sign off here Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya! yeah ya! Hoorah! Simplify! <laughs> I was waiting for, something for you to say that. Okay. that right. 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 what the yeah.
0: Marines say?
1: Yeah.
2: Simplify.